0: Welcome to episode 13 of the Family Travel Australia podcast, where Paul, Katie and Jasper from the Feel Good family join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Feel good, feel good, feel good Welcome back. Hello again. Episode 13 and another wonderful week. Where are the weeks going? flying by It is absolutely flying by you know we came into this whole caravan dream thinking that we'd have more time to ourselves more time to do all those things that we never got to do (laughs) (laughs) hasn't really eventuated has it Nope. but there's still things that we know that are even like forming new habits oh that we've
1: absolutely we're yet
0: to accomplish aren't we
1: Yeah but and things have definitely changed the way that we are working and living obviously has changed so there has been a great amount of momentum and a lot of change in our structure of our week but you're right we I think that ideal that dreamy image that we had of you know all of this spare time which is interesting because we actually do have a lot of spare time we just filling up with incredible experiences.
0: I think that's it. We, we're just completely full. Um, but there are those moments and I'm still looking forward to. It's almost like we have to add them into our schedule, you know, like time to read a book.
1: Oh, what's a book?
0: <laughs> but the thing that we do have in spades is the time that we're spending together. And really, that's what we signed up for at the end of the day.
1: Absolutely. And the good, the bad... The ugly, any parent out there with a toddler will know that there are definitely those moments. And just because we are what some people would say living the dream and and getting to spend all of this time together and travel and experience new things, we definitely still deal with the day-to-day of parenthood, of parenting a strong-willed toddler. I can see all of those parents out there nodding in agreement we definitely still have all of that.
0: And it's a very confined space. <laughs> it's like what I think they must feel like on the International Space Station.
1: Cool. Yeah, except without the gravity.
0: No gravity. And the toddler.
1: <laughs> and the toddler. But, oh, yeah. you
0: know, you, you're, you are testing your relationship too all the time. I mean, we, you know, the first ones to say we get along very well. We love each other's company. You know, we never run out of things to talk about, uh, but we definitely have found ways to still get under each other's skin.
1: Oh, well, I think, and that comes with the territory (laughs) of living in a, living and working, I should say, and playing in a space that is no bigger than I think about 17 square metres. So Hmm. um, I think that's normal. We are definitely living under each other's skin. We're definitely living on top of each other. Um, I will say in those moments when we do have a little bit of a disagreement, Mm. there's nowhere to go. I mean, unless you (laughs) hop in the car and say, I'm out of here.
0: And the toilet is quite a small space. The shower is slightly bigger.
1: Yeah, but what I've found with that is not that we have ever really argued that much Mm. in our relationship, but, you know, everybody has disagreements in a marriage. Let's face it, you work at a marriage every day. What I think has changed with us being in this small space, this is a weird episode. Mm. Anyway, um, we will get to the good stuff, I promise, but is that not having another room to go off to and slam the door or to go and have a minute out actually makes things better it makes the disagreement settle much quicker you have to
0: mm. uh, yeah you do i mean you just you're like okay you know move we, on yeah both of us pull your head in pretty much pretty much yeah, yeah. so Except that i'm probably mostly always right though. and none of that was in the show notes so <laughs> you missed it oh i did yeah That's all right. You can listen back to it on replay. When I'm in the edit.
1: Yes. Anyway, we will move on because you don't want to hear about that. You want to hear about where we've been.
0: Look, we, uh, last episode, had talked about how much we loved Burnett Heads uh, on the coast there of the Bundaberg region. We did decide to stay an extra few nights.
1: It was so lovely there. It was just so relaxed. Mm. Little seaside village. We, you know felt like we were the only people there to to be fair so it just it was a really nice chance just to stop for a minute
0: yeah it it really was fantastic for that and our next destination was Lady Musgrave Island Mm. and the boat harbour for that service was two minutes down the road which was really fantastic Yeah, the
1: Bundaberg port
0: yeah and it really is quite amazing the Bundaberg port you are Oh, I don't know, a couple of hundred metres and you're straight into the ocean.
1: Absolutely. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. And it certainly made it convenient for us. Um, we'd actually been tipped off by a wonderful person that we met during our time up in Yapoon who said to us, look, if you are going to do the Lady Musgrave experience, you have to do it out of Bundaberg with Lady Musgrave Experience, which is the, the name of the company that we went out with. And it well, wasn't it just the most incredible day.
0: Look, it had definitely been a very windy week leading up to our, uh, our planned. Um, it had definitely been blowing a gale for the week leading up to our planned trip out to Lady Musgrave. But then the day came, we got up 5.30, headed over to the boat, I think around 6.30 a.m. for a uh, quarter to seven registration, and it was perfect. There wasn't a single breath of wind, and the ocean was literally like glass. You couldn't tell... Um, And maybe because of the smoke and the haze that was around Mm, at that time of the the morning. Bushfires. But you couldn't tell where the ocean finished and the sky started. So it was just.
1: It was absolutely a picture perfect day.
0: Mm.
1: And um, everything about that experience. I mean, you're on the boat leaving. If you leave from the Bundaberg port, it takes between two and two and a half hours to get out to Lady Musgrave at speed. And the boat that we were on with the Lady Musgrave experience team was. Absolutely stunning, wasn't it? It was a huge, huge boat.
0: Yeah, look, as far as either their customer training or their choice of staff when they're actually hiring, um, they have nailed it. The staff, you, we could not fault the experience on any level, really, uh, but the staff as a first impression and a lasting impression, absolutely nailed it.
1: Mm. And... I mean, we even said to each other when we were on the boat how how lush it felt the the fit out that they'd done on the boat, everything was just beautiful and very comfortable, and it certainly made that two and a half hours out to Lady Musgrave Island totally enjoyable mm. uh,
0: You mentioned that we're traveling at speed, uh, I think it would have to be somewhere in that oh gosh twenty five thirty knots and one thing that I really loved was that you have to remove your shoes um, to board the vessel, mm. basically, uh, on, on both ends of the day. And so everyone's barefoot. Uh, talk about a way to ground everyone and bring everyone onto the, you know, the same level. Obviously, it's for safety reasons. Yes. Uh, but I loved that too. I thought that was really quite cool.
1: Mm. And look. You did say, like, our weather was perfect, which meant that the swell conditions, because we, you know, you are out in the open, open water, open ocean. So the swell conditions were very favorable for us. Mm. I think, well, neither of us, none of us, Jasper included, touch wood, experience any form of seasickness. Um, there were a couple of little moments where I had to find the horizon not with a feeling of Ooh, I'm, I'm going to be unwell just from the momentum I think that we're experiencing but once we headed outside and we actually went out onto the front deck and found a really fantastic little position sort of tucked into the corner of the front deck we were a little bit protected by the breeze and it was awesome it was so good there were unfortunately some people who who didn't feel the best on the trip out, but they, you know, they cater for all of that, of course. So they looked after everybody very well.
0: The boat is absolutely stunning. It's three different levels. Oh, actually four, because you can walk downstairs into the bathrooms, which are on either side of the cat, um, male and female. And then the main uh, saloon deck, which, gee, I don't know, it must hold a couple of hundred people. Oh, easily. Yeah. Uh, and there's a... Uh, a service kitchen area and merchandise and beautifully presented. And then there's the front deck, the back deck, and then above that is a covered kind of area. And then there's the roof mm. as well. So uh, plenty of space um, to really find your own little part of of the vessel, which was fantastic. Absolutely. And for the people that didn't feel so well, they... Um, offered, I guess, a a bit of distraction. They had uh, one of the marine biologists on board give a talk with a series of laminated picture cards and spoke through about a 20, 25 minute Lady Musgrave highlights on what you can expect to see both under the water and above the water on the island, what made it so uh, unique Mm-hmm. And why it has a world heritage listing, and it is in effectively a green zone. So that was quite good I as well. So. And I sat through that presentation, and it was yeah, so wonderful and information that you know it's it, like a, yeah, like one of the presenters said, you know, it's like being on a David Attenborough mm. set.
1: Well, the, I mean, the island, as you mentioned, is so unique. It is right on the southern end of the Great Barrier Reef. In fact, I think it's the second island. Lady Elliot Island is the first island on the southern Great Barrier Reef. And then there's Lady Musgrave. And mm-hmm. what makes Lady Musgrave so unique is that it's a coral cave. So basically, the entire island is there's no sand, there's no rock, It is basically just thousands and thousands of years of coral.
0: And bird poo.
1: And bird poo, yes, guano, that has formed this incredible environment. And it's a bit of an anomaly because the flora that now lives on the island and supports a network of, oh, gosh, I don't even know how many different species of bird life, migratory birds, it is just incredible. It also has this protective reef that runs the entire way around the island, aside from one fairly small in width channel that boats can pass through very carefully, of course. And that's what allows you access into the protected lagoon of Lady Musgrave. So it is a a one-of-a-kind as far as the Great Barrier Reef goes.
0: That's right. So um, the actual channel means that it's navigatable by boat at any time of the day, no matter what the tide is doing. You can get through the ribbon of reef and into what is effectively a very large lagoon area, sandy bottom and anchor, and make your way onto the island. There is a restriction of only 40 people allowed on the island at any one time. And interestingly, you can camp on the island as well because it is a national park uh, operated by Queensland Parks and Wildlife Services. Uh, So you do need to register. And for $6 a night, as long as you take everything that you need Uh, you can camp as well how awesome would that be to
1: spend a couple of days in that environment the you have to watch the youtube episode of lady musgrave because the water we cannot tell you how incredible the water is you you have to see it for yourself it is the most brilliant turquoise blue color the visibility was I think the best I have ever experienced snorkelling in my lifetime it was unbelievable you could you could see the bottom you could see fish right down on the bottom and in fact we all snorkelled Jasper included and look he gave snorkelling a 30 second go when we were spending time with Jeff at the beautiful great Keppel holiday village but this time He put his little wetsuit on to keep himself nice and warm, put his mask on, put the snorkel in his mouth, and Jasper and I managed, I'm going to say, a decent 15-minute snorkel just around where the boat was, but he could see fish metres and metres and metres down underneath us, and that was an absolute highlight of the day for me, experiencing that first time snorkelling properly with Jasper and just the wonderment in his eyes it was incredible the water is amazing
0: oh it just the visibility like you say it was so incredible we also enjoyed a glass bottom boat tour yes that was excellent uh, with a um, another marine biologist Phil who just was an encyclopedia of information and very passionate about the area and and really explained the reasons behind uh its protection and the importance of that and you know just some suggestions as well for people to take home and really think about their footprint and how they can make a difference as well which i really enjoyed Mm. back on the island because there's a restriction around 40 people they have to split up the group so you're basically have your group split into, I think, four or five groups and you're all accessing a different part of the overall experience at any one time. So you never feel like you're crowded. We were the only tour operator there that day. I think there was a a tour operator coming in from 1770 around lunchtime. Uh, So we didn't really cross over, which Mm -hmm. was quite cool. So we did the, the tour... On the island first, uh, which was really fabulous. And something wonderful was to experience from the shore uh, a number of reef sharks in -hmm. and around the lagoon, uh, the turtle tracks, because it is turtle nesting, Mm -hmm. and to be able to be the first people on the beach that morning to, you know, walk across and step over these. Turtle tracks and the amount of turtle tracks was Mm -hmm. surprised me. I don't know what I expected, but there was just so many.
1: Well, that part of the world is critical for marine turtle nesting, and um, I was so excited about seeing those tracks too because we knew coming up in a few nights' time we were also going to go and experience the Mon Repo Turtle Centre. So seeing the turtle tracks on the beach at Lady Musgrave just wet our appetite for what we were going to experience at Mon Repo.
0: It sure did, and that's a great segue into our next experience. Before we leave Lady Musgrave, though, what I think is fabulous about it, look, we are definitely on a budget. We're travelling around Australia. This is one of those uh, higher price point experiences but at the moment, I would say to people, make sure that that is a must-do as part of your Queensland experience.
1: Absolutely, it's um, a, it's a definite for your bucket list. It's a yeah. once-in-a-lifetime. Yeah. Go and experience this incredible environment.
0: Absolutely, and there are other add-ons as well. There's you know scuba diving, mm-hmm. which I think you know if you're on the Great Barrier Reef and you've never done that, then Definitely put your hand up for that. That would be incredible. The lunch was uh, sensational. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And more than you can imagine, you know, from seafood to different uh, meats and salads and you name it. So a wonderful, wonderful time that we had there. So Mon Repos, again, what an incredible experience that is so accessible. Uh, This is run by uh, Queensland Parks and Wildlife Service. And incredibly affordable like everyone can go and do this.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely and as far as turtle marine turtle conservation goes Mon Repos is a globally significant site. It actually supports the largest concentration of nesting marine turtles on the eastern Australian mainland and particularly for the loggerhead turtle It's the most significant nesting population in the South Pacific. So it is super, super important that these turtles come up onto this beach to nest, to lay their eggs. And what is so fantastic is that between November and April, when the turtle season runs, you can experience not only the beautiful mama turtles coming up onto the beach to lay their eggs, but you can come back and see those hatchlings hatch out of those eggs and make their way down to the ocean so it's pretty spectacular we felt it was a real privilege Mm. to be on the beach that night and whilst the beautiful turtle that we got to see the flatback turtle actually the oldest recorded flatback turtle from monropo beach such a privilege to see her she she wasn't happy. She couldn't find a really good nesting spot, so she didn't nest and lay any eggs that night. But we, we got to see her and we got to watch her drag herself mm-hmm. down the sand and back into the ocean. And the ranger said to us, she'll be back in a couple of days to, you know, hopefully find another spot and lay some more
0: eggs. And what was really fortunate for us that even though we didn't see her laying her eggs, The lead researcher uh, for uh, Monropo was there. I believe his name was David. And so he spoke through some of her history, what was happening, that this was the second night in a row that she'd done that, um, that she possibly will be back again tomorrow night, or she will be back definitely, and at some point she will lay her clutch, and that once she's done that, she can go off to the ocean and then two weeks later come back and lay another clutch, which I believe is up to, like, 130 eggs. Wow. Incredible. It truly is incredible.
1: I guess they have to lay that amount of eggs when you look at the probably very sad statistics for marine turtles and that I think it's one in 1,000 that hatch will make it through to maturity. But what is fascinating about these animals is that somehow, intrinsically, they know the exact place where they were born and so once they've matured those female turtles return to the very spot on the very beach that they hatched to lay their eggs how amazing is that
0: yeah and i think that is why repo is so important the conservation and the preservation of this beach is so important Uh, and they're doing an incredible job there the actual turtle center itself what they've created there is uh, it's massive
1: oh the redevelopment is just phenomenal
0: yeah and you know we've used this word a couple of times in some of our experiences to date and it's that it is world-class the interactive um screens the present presenters themselves Mm -hmm. the the park rangers the the area that's for kids where they can dress up they can measure turtles they can um get hands on yeah there's even a sand pit uh there's was a little cafe running there's a retail outlet there must have been gosh close to 400 people there with the actual time of the experience scheduled to run from 7 p.m till late
1: yeah, and late can be anywhere between midnight and 2 a.m. So, mm. um, you know, they are wild animals and it really does depend on when they come up to the beach at night. So we we were lucky to be in the first group and head out onto the beach around 10 p.m.
0: And I guess um, why the centre is so remarkable and so well-equipped is that, you know, ten, by the time it came to 10 p.m., we had been kept fairly busy and Jasper had plenty to do and we had plenty of interp to read and plenty of interactive, t- interactive touchpads to explore and there was a loggerhead presentation mm-hmm. and it was, you know, all of a sudden it was 10, 10 p.m. and it's like, oh, wow, Jasper's still buzzing. Mm-hmm. We went down onto the beach, had our experience, came back and then the second group was, you know, waiting for their turtle experience. But it didn't feel like it was a long night.
1: No, it didn't. And something we both discussed actually on the way home that night was, I don't know, we were standing on the beach and I just had, I had Steve, Steve Irwin in my head and and we both have been privileged to spend time and work closely with Steve. It's all about getting up close and, and having an experience and that i honestly believe and this is something that he preached so well his entire life was that in order for us to be able to help or save a species we have to have an experience with them we have to have something that connects our heart and that gives us the drive to want to protect them and Monrapo is an absolutely perfect example of having a moment on the beach where you are connecting with this animal that could be 70 years old laying her eggs. So it it really is a beautiful experience.
0: And more reason to not worry about whether your kids are going to be in bed on time or in their routine or it's going to muck up anything because that getting that young generation at grassroots to have an experience like that to come face to face with a turtle uh to learn about these incredible species different species uh will stay with them for life and so we're excited to head back at some point and you know in our travels and hopefully see those little hatchlings <laughs> making that desperate yeah the epic journey, journey to the ocean to, you know to survival and and uh, yeah that would be quite a thrill to see that as well
1: it was incredible it was incredible it, one that we'll talk about i think for for many many years to come mm.
0: so from Repos, we hadn't quite finished in the bundberg region we decided that we were going to spend a few nights out at a farm stay mm-hmm. called splitter's farm and gee we hadn't incredible time out there but we're going to save that for next episode
1: yes because otherwise i think we'll be talking to you for (laughs) way too long than we normally do and there's so many good things and fun experiences about splitters and and what's going on out there so it definitely deserves to be held over until our next episode
0: absolutely another group of passionate people doing incredible things to really rescue and rehome um farm animals so jasper just yeah wow he just loved the hands-on experience Mm -hmm. of that um and all those babies that were were there we're also going to be heading to harvey bay and uh revisiting our friends with whale song being outside of whale season though we're going to head out to the spectacular fraser island so lots to come next Mm -hmm. week awesome can't wait
1: thanks so much for listening and if you'd like to connect with us you can via our website which is all the w's dot the au or you can of course find us on social media facebook instagram and youtube
0: yes our youtube channel the feel good family we have a weekly episode every sunday night at 6 30 p.m That really shares some incredible footage and our experiences up close. So make sure you check that out.
1: If you've enjoyed listening to our podcast, please subscribe. And if you can, drop us a review. It all helps.
0: Thanks again for listening. Remember to dream big, look after your family.
1: And happy trails.